When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Damian Lillard Podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on? Just another boring offseason for the Heat, huh? Yeah. They're they're always in these conversations. It's like, I know they haven't gotten many of them recently, but last year, Kevin Durant. I mean, you can go back to the Gordon Hayward summer. Like, just they're just always in these conversations, and here they are again. Yep, uh, not a surprise. Um, we are uh, dragging now into week two. What I guess what day did what day did he ask for a trade? Was it last Wednesday? I think, or? I think it was July one. So it was like July one. Yeah. So we're we're heading into week two. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that sounds right. Yes, it was the day. Wasn't Twitter down all day that day? I think. Yeah, Twitter's been down like every day. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, we're we're moving into week two of the Damian Lillard watch. Uh, that is obviously the big topic of conversation. What we'll but mostly focus on, although there's not a whole lot to say. Uh, but there is some other stuff to to dive into. This is the first time we've talked since free agency opened, so um, we've got um, some pickups for the Heat, minimum guys, some fun minimum guys, um, some guys leaving, as we kind of expected. Um, and uh, one, one game of Summer League in the books, two will be in the books by uh, the time everyone's listening to this, but we'll, we got to see... Jaime Hawkins' debut of really impressive Nikola Jovic performance um, on Monday, uh, and obviously that'll pick up in full gear uh, once they get to Vegas later this week. Uh, let's start with Damian Lillard, though, um, and we'll see if, uh, you know, I guess it's always possible that something could change between now and, and when uh, people listen to this, but it kind of feels like it's just uh, everyone's waiting each other out right now. Um, Damian Lillard has, uh, according to Everyone who knows anything, pretty much, uh, basically said Miami is Miami or bust in in, in some ways. Um, and now the Heater kind of make their offer, and the Blazers are going to try to get more. And uh, feels like now we're just in a holding pattern with that until finally someone balks. I, I predicted last week that it was going to happen on July fourth, and I'm like, I gotta say, on like Monday, I was feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. Uh, now it just feels like it, it could happen any minute. So, Anthony, I'll ask you the big question that everyone has right now. When will this Damian Lillard trade happen? <laughs> it's so funny how people expect us to know exactly when it's going to happen. Like, that's, like, probably the most popular question on Twitter is, like, when when is the trade going to happen? And I want to answer. I wish I knew. I wouldn't have to carry my laptop everywhere I, everywhere I went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you had it right, David. Like, just like the hundreds of other people covering this storyline, like, I from what I hear – someone very close to the Lillard camp, like, it's Miami or bust. He has, does not, like, I asked the question, like, how, but would he like, consider going here? And they're like, no, it's just Miami and that's it. Miami, Miami, Miami. 
Um, so, you know, this is kind of what Damian Lillard has to do, I think, because I, you know, I think both of us, I think we talked about this, like the Heat don't have the best offer. I don't think, right? No. Like out of all the teams, they don't have the best offer. They needed Dame to do this and kind of make it known he wants to go to the Heat. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you're right. Like Portland is going to, you know, they're, they're not going to just give in, right? Like, I don't know if people ex- expected Portland to say, okay, you want to go to Miami? Um, okay, we'll just, we'll do it. Right, we'll do it right now. Let's just do it right now. Yeah. They're they run better keep... than the wizards are. <laughs> you said it on me. Um, <laughs> and you know, Dame has a leverage here, obviously. And he has no um, trade. He does not have a no trade. Clause. He does. He doesn't have a no trade. He doesn't have a no trade clause, but he kind of, he's kind of creating one right now. <laughs> Because not only is he like an icon and one of the best Blazers ever, arguably the best Blazer ever, and you know as a franchise you want to do right by a guy like that that's been loyal for you, to you for so long, um, but if he really makes it known that he doesn't want to go anywhere else, and from what I've heard and from other reports, he's willing to make this messy if it gets to that point. Mm-hmm. Like it could get ugly. I mean, I think both sides hope that it doesn't get to that, but it could. Um, you know, he what other like. Yes, Miami's offer might not be the best one out there. I know people throughout the media and media landscape are kind of ripping Miami's offer or the perceived offer. Um, but what other offers on the table at this point? Like, right. I, I don't think any no team would is going to be willing to trade $41 million in contracts, all the picks necessary to get a deal like that done for a player who just doesn't want to be there and has four years left in his contract. And it's, and it's, I remember we had this exact same conversation last year with Kevin Durant when it was, he was, what he narrowed his choice. It was like Phoenix, Miami, Phoenix, Miami, someone else. I think, I think yeah. it was just those two pretty much. And yeah. I, I think I was making the case back then. And, and other people were making the same case that Kevin Durant was such a good player that if you were a team like new Orleans or whatever, you take the risk, you say, all right, we're going to trade for Kevin Durant. We're going to call his bluff. Um, you know, he's not going to sit out, right. He's kept like, yeah. That's just not in his DNA. He's not going to sit out. Um, and I, I think with a guy like that, it made a chance, made sense to take that risk, right? At the time, he was kind of consensus top five player in the league. If you bring him to an already good, like he basically turns any team into a fringe title contender. If you know, and then obviously if you're a good team like you know New Orleans was the team I, I think I mentioned last year, it seemed like an up and coming team. We you know Zion, the vibes were better, like. It made sense, I think, and obviously it wound up working out for Kevin Durant. No one called that bluff. Damian Lillard is different, right? He's still really good, but you know he's he's not Kevin Durant, right? He's he's yeah. uh, he's missed a lot of time in the last couple of years, right? Some of it injury, some of that is just the team's been bad, and like might as well sit him out. Um, you know, he's a small point guard. Those guys don't always age super well, like. There are a much smaller list of teams that I think Damian Lillard makes sense for than Kevin Durant made sense for literally every team in the league. He's Kevin Durant. Yeah, like yeah. anyone in the league should want him and take that, that gamble. Um, this one, it's, I mean, the, the other teams out there, like Brooklyn is a team that probably could best yeah. Damian Lillard's offer. But like, as we said a couple Boston, of weeks ago, like, Boston why, maybe makes sense. Like why Boston, even, yeah. if you're, yeah. if you're Brooklyn, why do you want him? Like where, yeah. where is he getting you to? Boston is the one that maybe can make a better offer, and and I know he's kind of I guess through back channels made it known he doesn't want to go to Boston, but Boston is a team where that would be the one where I'm like they could take that gamble, right? Because Damian Lillard yeah. could take them to another level. You bet that he's gonna enjoy playing with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and um, all that kind of stuff. 
but Philly is the other one too, right? With Embiid, yeah. if, if you, you might have to include Maxi in that type but of But they, they all, like, all accounts don't want to put Maxi yeah. in the, no, in they the don't. deal, so yeah. that kind of puts them out of the mix a little bit. It, it seems like, like, is the Heat's offer that much worse than the Celtics? Like, if the Heat throw in Hero, is it worse than the Celtics? Uh, then a Sixers offer without Maxi, like. Yeah, no, it's, and the Sixers don't have the picks either right now. Right, so exactly. Like they're they're like they're stuff. in a similar position to the Heat. It's, if you were comparing their offers, it's you prefer Maxi or or Hero, and by all accounts, they're not even putting Maxi on the table, so they're kind yeah. of rough at that point. I, I, I think one big difference is here, and, and Kevin Durant, yes, he made a list of two teams last year, and that was well documented. And he got it. He got but his it, wish by the end. He got he got it what took he wanted. Time. It took a long time, but. He got what he wanted, but I just I get the sense, and this is just me, like just the sense I get from talking to people, that Lillard is feels a lot stronger about where he wants to go. Like he does not like he's not as of now, I'm, he's not open to going anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think last year there were like you said there were people talking like, well, you trade him to Toronto, like New Orleans or Toronto, or Toronto yeah. maybe he'll like he loves basketball. He's gonna he's probably gonna play. He's not gonna sit out. Um, yeah, you, you gambled. You were convincing him. You could convince yeah. him once he right. showed. Kind of like the kind of like the Kawhi thing, like Kawhi. Right, the Kawhi thing is the perfect. The example. Toronto thing came yeah. out of nowhere, and he played that year, and they won a championship, and it was all worth it, even though he was there for a year. Yeah, even though they but, didn't uh, convince him to like it, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> he left right, right away. He, exactly. He played one year, he did his time, and left. Um, but I just get the sense that I just I don't know. I could it could be, it could be posturing, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if Dame is gonna do that. Like I, if they hypothetically trade him to Boston or Philadelphia or Brooklyn. I, I just don't know how he'll handle that. Um, he's made it very known, like well-known through a ton of reporters, right? Like it's well, not him, but there's Everyone. people yeah. around him, right? That he only wants Blazers to the reporters, and, national reporters. Yeah, everybody. It's everyone. Yeah, like it's 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 just so much. It's out there already. And I think teams know that. So I, to me – and uh, I probably just because I say this, I don't, you know, I'm gonna be called a jinx if it doesn't happen. But I think it's inevitable. I think he's gonna end up on the Heat. I don't think it's a matter of like if it happens. It, to me, it's a matter of how and when. What the deal looks like, and does this drag out to like August, September, God forbid, February <laughs> to the trade deadline? Like I don't know. Um, but I just think I'd be pretty shocked if he doesn't end up in a Heat uniform. Yeah, and the other difference between the Kevin Durant situation is the franchise loyalty thing, which I think that's that's kind of become a hot topic, right? Is like should the Blazers listen to his wishes, and you know, would they be better suited? Probably, you know, like we said, there might not even be a better offer out there right now, but on paper, yeah, they should just take the better offer. And I honestly, I don't buy the whole notion that if you screwed him, it would screw you for like. Yeah, I, I don't buy players. that at all. Like, I players, agree. I think it's kind of overplayed. Yeah. No one's get, no one's given the Blazers a favor because in the future because they like did right by Damian Lillard. But I think it's more about the relationship with the player and the franchise. Right? Like, like right, exactly. It's more about they like yeah. Damian Lillard's been there for a decade. Yeah, he's beloved there. The fran- presumably Joe Cronin. How do you and want that rela- like Yeah. How do you want that to end? And like his how the organization views him and how he views the organization after his career, like that kind of stuff, you know? And by all, you know, they met, right? They, by all accounts, yeah. they had conversations that were like, if this, we're going to let you make the call essentially here. And he, you know, he probably took a little, I'm sure they were maybe a little frustrated with how long it took him to kind of decide what he wanted to do. Um, but it seems like they were on the same page in terms of like, we'll make this happen. We'll make this work for you. I, I, they probably would like to have more than one team on his list. 
Um, but yeah, now they're going to just try to hold out for as, as much as they can. And, and that's what they should be doing. You know, they they have no incentive to, um, rush this along, especially, you know, you like if, you know, summer league is happening, like we said, Jovic, they're, they're getting a chance to see Jovic. They're getting a chance to see Hakez. Like I know it's, it's small, small stuff, but you get a better sense of what these guys are. And, and if Hakez in the deal, the deal can't happen for 30 or what, 20 days, Not like 27 days. Yeah, four yeah, weeks so, probably, yeah. So there is, you know, like, even if something is agreed to, there's a chance that it doesn't go through technically until August or whatever. So um, they you know, they have no reason to rush. The Heat and kind of don't have reason to rush either, other than the fact that the longer this goes on, people can change their minds on things. Yeah, I think maybe that's Portland's hope, right? And that's the danger mm-hmm. the Heat had, like, it's what happened with Kevin Durant last yeah. year, right? They was like, I demand a trade, and then a month later, yeah. it was, eh, I'll, I'll stick around. Yeah, you, he could soften his stance. He'd be like, well, I just want to get out of here. Like, just trade me to these five, like any of these five teams. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's that is what if the Heat, <laughs> the Heat's end is like. They, they do not right. want that to happen. So it's like, yes, the Heat has leverage here because Dame wants to go there, and they're, I'm guessing there are many great offers out there because you know, the rest of the league knows that. But how much time is he willing to to right. go with this and risk that? Like things get weird, things change with time. Yeah, the, you know? the, Bla- like, the Blazers' leverage is that they have no, there's no incentive for them to trade him right now. Like, yeah. Other than the fact that they probably would like to do it by the start of the season, right? So you can start with the yeah. You want to bring that era. You don't want to bring that stuff to me today either. Like, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, so that's you, the best, you want to get the best done, player in franchise history. You by the end of by the end of by the middle of September, you want it done with. By the end of September, you want it done with, basically. But that's three months that they have yeah. to worry about it. Can we? Uh, one other thing too, just before we move on to another topic, but the Heat's offer. While again, I think you and I agree, it's not the best offer probably that an NBA team can put together for Damian Lillard. It's not a bad offer. Like I, it's it's decent. Like Tyler Hero, I feel like he's getting dragged here, right? I know. People, and I, I get it; he has a big contract right now, but he's a good player. Like Tyler Hero, six man of the year a couple of years ago, fringe All Star, um, really good scorer, just gifted scorer, was pretty efficient this year. It's not like he was just scoring like on a bunch of shots. Like he was pretty efficient this year. Um, yes, defensively he's not great, but. He tries. I think he got better on that end this year. I, like he's not a bad player. He's 22 years old. He's gonna get better. Um, I just want to put that out there. And also, like, yeah, it, they have two first round picks to trade right now, 28 and 30. Those are not bad first round picks for a team to get because who knows what the Heat are gonna look like at that yeah. point. I don't think like, anyone's Jim, ever expecting the Heat to be drafting no. in the top five because it's happened once, like ever, basically. But but if, yeah. but if there are any pick any Heat picks you want, like yeah, you want them future further out, yeah. And they're probably going to unlock – like, if they have to do this – if they do this deal, they're probably going to have to unlock a third. And they can do that by lifting the protections on the OKC pick. So three first-round picks, five pick swaps, let's say Hero. And then, you know, I, I like, in my mind, the trio of Caleb Martin, Jovic, and Hakez, I think if the Heat can keep two of those three, they – like, that's a win, right? But yeah. let's say you have to put in two of those – like. Caleb Martin, yes, he has a player option next year, but he's a good player on a cheap salary this year. And then you get his bird rights. He's an asset. And Obviously, he's like a Jovic, perfect complimentary guy, like perfect complimentary guy theoretically. Yeah. For what they got, for they're gonna be so guard heavy after a trade like that. They need some wing guys. Yeah. 
and if you say you put Lowry in a deal to make the money work, he's an expiring, right? So that, that has value. Um, and then you have Jovic as a guy that if you know you could you could throw in there too. Is I know Heat fans are falling in love with right now, but he's 20 years old and he has he's really skilled and seems to have a lot of upside. So I again I don't think I don't think the offers include Caleb Jovic and Hakez, you know. But if they need to include one or two of those guys, Heat's offer is not bad when you think yeah. about the picks and the players involved. Yeah. And again, he's not like again, he's really good, but he's not Kevin Durant. You're not getting that haul for him. He's played like 80, 88 games, 87 games in the last two years. Like he was fantastic last year. He was not very good the year before. Um, obviously dealing with a lot of injuries that year, but shot 40% from the field that year. Like he's good, but he's a 32 year old small point guard. Like yeah, they're those guys don't go for the same value as a guy like. Kevin Durant or, you know, the the Rudy Gobert threw the trade market off last year. He's giving the looks better than Rudy Gobert, but like they're competing against no one. And again, that offers that offer ultimately I don't think is is that bad, especially for a team that um you know, they kind of have like everyone everyone thinks oh you just want to get picks, picks, picks. You wanna you wanna push it off like when you're rebuilding. Um they're in a position where if Scoot is as good as advertised they're going to be that rebuild's not going to take too no. long, right? They're going they're going to be hoping to be probably not in the playoffs this years, year, but the year after, years, the year yeah. after that. So yeah. a guy like Hero helps you with that. A guy like Caleb Martin potentially helps you with that. Um, and to me, like the the picks, like yes, obviously if you had a twenty four pick or twenty five pick to give, um, if they had a chance to get a good pick like that from someone, obviously the Heat because of how good they are can't really offer that. Um, then yeah, that would be pretty valuable, but you're going to be trading him to a really good team. Like the picks you get aren't going to be very good unless that team owns someone else's picks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I still think Damon Lillard's probably a top 10, definitely top 15 player in the NBA. Yeah. But your point is right. That is like this market's going to be small for him because he is 32, 33 years old. He has four years left in his deal at over $200 million. Like only a team that feels like they're one guy away mm-hmm. from a championship is going to make that trade. And it's kind of perfect for the heat because they, I mean, they feel like they're in that category, right? They're, they're missing right. that, like, and it's kind of what exactly what they need, like a, a pure scorer who's a lead guard and can and shoot threes. Right. And they can cover up with him, def- cover up for him defensively because their two other best players are two of the best defensive players in the league. So it makes sense for a whole lot of reasons. Um, and I agree with you. It feels like it's gonna happen at some point here. It's just a matter of when. Uh, let's dive into some of the free agent pickups for the Heat. Uh, well, the free agent movement first. Uh, Struess and Gabe departing. Um, surprised? Are you surprised both of them are gone, or do you kind of start to feel like it was inevitable? I'm kind of surprised both are gone. I didn't think they would keep both, obviously, but I, I yeah. thought and I thought Struess was definitely gone, especially when kind of started hearing that the offers were going to be around like 14, 16 million dollars, which mm-hmm. he ended up getting. Um, the Heat weren't going to match that with their luxury tax situation. But I thought they would try to keep Gabe, uh, and they tried, right? But they just didn't go as far as I thought they would. And maybe that's because they had, this was before, this is the day before the Dame trade request came out. So maybe that's because they had intel that Dame was going to eventually going to do that, and they just they knew they were going to have a starting right. point guard, a very good chance of landing a, a, a new starting point guard. Um, but I think their final offer was like basically $8 million a year for four years around there. Um, I thought they were go up. Like, I, if they would have got up to ten, probably they probably could have gotten him. Gabe wanted to stay. But at the end of the day, like 
three years, 33 million from the Lakers with a chance to be their starting point guard. Go back he's to a West California. Coast. He's a California yeah, guy. Yeah, the California guy. Like, it's a good spot for Gabe. I, I, again, I know he wanted to stay here. You know, that would have been his first choice, but this is first big payday, right? So, yeah. Um, it was a it was a big enough amount more that Gabe chose the Lakers, and that's just the way it goes. I mean, I think the Heat, because of their tax situation, just kind of were trying to be disciplined and didn't want to go above a certain number, and that's what it came down to. Yeah. So how do because if this if this uh, Lillard trade happens, Kyle probably goes in the deal as you said earlier. Um, what well, imagine? Like, but it could it could be Duncan, right? It could, it could be, be Duncan. Duncan. Kyle, yeah. yeah. What what do they do about the point guard situation there? Because obviously you got Dame, they don't really have a backup. Goran? Goran? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Jamari like, Bouye? Jamari Bouye. They're, they're going to have, I mean, unless they, unless they, I mean, this could turn into a four or five team deal. Right. right? So Dame, I guess that would who be knows? Great. Yeah, maybe they get a point guard back, like another point guard back and Chris Paul. You know, somebody. Yeah, somebody like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the point guard market is drying up. Yeah. It's really like I'm, not, I'm half joking, but I'm not. Like Goran, we know he wants to be back here. He would love to end his career here. Yes, his base, best days are ahead of him, but can he give you 10, 12 minutes a game, right? Um, probably. And then the Heat really don't play with a, a true point guard a lot of times. Yes, anymore. that's that's true. So and Dame's gonna play 30 plus minutes. So you're just looking at like again like 15 minutes to fill, and some of them might be whatever point guard they sign in the free agent market or get back in a trade. And other times it'll be Jimmy playing point guard. So um, they'll figure it out. But, yeah, I think that's that's a big question mark, especially, you know, Tyler probably going to be included in the deal. They are going to be thin as far as, like, ball handling guards. Yeah. Kendrick Nunn, he's still out there, I think. Kendrick Nunn is another name. Um, Aaron I mean, Holiday, I like the Holiday family. Not, I mean, they're talented, right? I, yeah, I mean, he he's – I'm trying to look. at. We have a list here. Goran Dragic, Kendrick Nunn, John Wall, who's always in, lives in Miami, George Hill, Kemba Walker, Ish Smith. George Hill, uh, it's kind of amazing. George Hill has never played for the Heat. He played for like every other team in the NBA. I know, and he's such a Heat guy. Yeah, I mean, it could be him. I, I don't know. I mean, I would think out of all those names, like because of his connection with the Heat, Goran kind of Goran's the favorite. Yeah, makes the most sense. But as of a few days ago, I don't think they've reached out to Goran. Um, not saying that can't change, right? But they might, I think the Heat are kind of in a holding pattern waiting to see what happens, um, you know, with the game trade and what the roster look, looks like after that deal is done, if it gets done. Um, but I, I just think as much as, as as the market keeps drying up, it might just end up being Goran, which would be a cool story, right? Like, he's beloved here, one of the best point guards in Heat history. Um, and again, I think in a backup role, I think he could do the job. Yeah, and I was kind of joking about Jamari Bouye, but he did look pretty good. Yeah. On, uh, like, you know, those Gabe Vincent came out of nowhere, too. Like, I'm not expecting Jamari Bouye to right away, come right. in. And, but, but you know, like what Gabe was a couple of years ago. Like, could he be that? Sure, why not? There's a reason that he'd signed two guards to, 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 to two Yeah, true. Guards. Yeah. Drew Smith and Bouye. They, they know they're going to need to find some ball handling guards. Um, and, again, the market's drying up, so – um, they, it was probably smart of them to use two of the. Now they have three two-way contracts. Two of the two ways on on those type of guards. Yeah. Um, as far as the Heat's additions, uh, they get the Josh Rich, or Josh Richardson reunion. Yeah. I guess he can. He's kind of a 
ball hand. He's more of a wing, but a guy who can ball handle a little bit. Um, and Thomas Bryant, uh, first Josh Richardson reunion. Um, you know, the, he kind of never wanted to let him go, right? And he never wanted to leave Miami. It's it's kind yeah. of. Uh, I'm sure as soon as that fit came together, everyone was pretty excited about it. Yeah, it's crazy. Like he was the the basically the big piece in the Jimmy Butler deal. Yeah. In Philly. Um, he's a good player. Like I know he's kind of bounced around teams since leaving the Heat, and he really hasn't found like consistent spot uh, since then. But with the Heat, he he developed into a, a real rotation guy, like legit rotation guy. Um, and he's been a rotation guy since even leaving. Like he he played, he had a good year, a good three point shooting year last season. I think in the role they're gonna probably use him in as a three and D guy, and a guy who can also is athletic enough to. To finish around the basket too, like it's perfect for him. He might even be the Heat's starting two guard. Like he he might if Tyler Hero isn't traded. Yeah. Like, he's a good option, especially with because of his defense, like in that starting lineup next to Dame, um, and his shooting. So, um, I think that's a really good pickup, especially at the minimum. And then Thomas Bryant, like how much the talk last season was all about the backup center, finding finding just somebody competent to kind of pull down the fort right when Bam went out. I think Thomas Bryant, again, at the minimum, very, you know, good value signing. I think he's a guy who can do that. Um, physical, good rebounder, good offensive rebounder. Um, and he can hit threes, which kind of yeah. – I, I didn't realize he's it. Pretty much until, he's pretty yeah. skilled. Yeah. So, um, again, for 10, 12 minutes a game while Bam is out, he can more than do that job. So, I just think – Again, they don't need to fault the roster, especially after probably after the trade. They'll probably have even more roster spots to fill after that. But right now, the two minimum guys they've they found on the on the market, I think they hit on both. Two two good signings at that price point. Yeah, I remember watching him in Indiana, and as a freshman, he was like this monster, just like classic big you know college big man, just classic like high. He was a big recruit, like big recruit, big man, super athletic, stronger, just more physically advanced than everyone and then he came back his sophomore year and like thought he was a small forward which i kind of like hated but i like you watch him now play in the nba and he's got some skill like that he was clearly trying to develop that you know he started 25 games for the lakers last year um kind of back with when they were a mess i think he was part of the um one of the trades they made, he was part of. I think he went to, the, Den- he went to Denver. He went, he went to Denver. Denver. I, I think he was part of the, um, like D'Angelo Russell, like part of that yeah, whole that big, big trade. trade. Yeah. yeah, I think he went to Denver in that one and got buried. You know, he's behind Nikola Jokic, like got buried pretty quickly there. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's he was pretty good in he had a good, nice little run in Washington. Um, yeah, you know, I think the last time the Wizards were in the playoffs, he was on that team and, um, yeah, in L.A. I think they're one of my favorite photos of last year is I think LeBron when he's shooting uh, and Thomas Bryant with a great seal. He was wide open in the paint calling for the ball as should have made that pass. He should have. He was open. Um, so, yeah, I like Thomas Bryant. Yeah, I think, again, two two good value signings and two guys. Upgrade, over, upgrade over Cody Zeller probably, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. Not, not only because of just the fact that he's – younger and probably more and yes more athletic but he could shoot the like he, yeah, he's a he gives you a little bit threat. more a little more yeah. skill i don't i don't know enough about how he is defensively not like we'll cody see. zeller yeah. was like a lockdown defender but right. um he seems like a kind of guy who could play next you know I, I, bam's gonna be the starting center i would guess but um I I, guess. Thomas Bryant, 
Like, you know, they're not going to do the too big thing, I don't yeah. think, like, in okay. their starting lineup. So who's um, taking his starting well, spot? Well, I mean, he's, he's going to be the center, <laughs> not the power forward. I, yeah, I okay, would guess okay. that they're going to play uh, smaller to start games, but um, Bryant does seem like he could play next to Bam in spots. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And the same thing with you get to Orlando Robinson, too. Like, they convert him to a standard contract. Now they have three yeah. centers on the roster. Orlando Robinson has been saying. I don't know much about him playing next to Bam, just because of the. Well, yeah, no, we'll say. I, I I I agree, but every time we've talked to Orlando this year in this offseason, he said a big goal of his is to shoot threes and make them. He thinks he uh-huh. can do it, and coaches have been saying that he's gotten a lot better in that area because he wants to play next to Bam. He said, and he went two of three, I think, in the first summer league game. From yeah, he did. So I'm not again. I don't think they'll play much together, but just something to keep an eye on. Uh, were you surprised you're just gone? Uh, yes and no. I thought they would at least make a qualifying offer, mm-hmm. but I guess the view was he's probably still just a minimum guy, and the yeah. qualifying offer was more than the minimum. And I think probably, they had their probably eyes. came down to him and Orlando Robinson, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think you're <laughs> as skilled. We've seen it. He's a really good, just gifted rebounder, um, but defensively he just never could find yep. his place and it just he sh- kind of struggled in the heat system some of that was when he came back from injury and he just wasn't mm-hmm. up you know in for in normal form yet but he just he never became like the defender i think that he wanted him to yeah um, and i think that's part of the reason why probably won't be back he's still a free agent we should add but the, yeah, yeah he has he the roster so i don't think hard to afford. see a fit yeah. but yeah but um but yeah I, I i was a little surprised that they didn't like at least send a qualifying offer but um, you know, I, I'm sure he'll find some NBA home because I think he is skilled enough to be an NBA player. Yeah, I would not be surprised to see him put up some pretty good numbers on like yeah. maybe a bad team next year, um, which is probably better for him because the Heat, um, they only have, he's still a developmental player. You know, not all his fault. A lot of it is injuries have like really yeah. stunted his opportunities to develop, but he's still a developmental player and the Heat, um, you know, especially if they get Damian Lillard, that team's not screwing around like this year at all, right? They're they're gonna gun for a lot of wins and a championship, and it's hard to hard to play a developmental center significant yeah. minutes in that kind of situation. Yeah, you can only have so many developmental guys in your roster at that point, right? Yeah, and then they could have developmental guards, as we pointed out, or, yeah. or some guys on the wing. If if uh, they lose both Duncan and Struess, they're gonna need some like no matter what happens in that theoretical Damian Lillard trade. Um, they're going to have have to play some young guys at important spots um, because they're going to lose, you know, whether, I know, say what you will about Lowry and, and Duncan, but uh, those guys are important role players for this team, especially after losing Gabe and well, That's the thing. Yeah, you're probably going to at least lose one of those guys in this trade, right? But And both of them were due for bigger jobs them, this year because exactly. of Gabe yeah. and, like they're they're the one guy who was kind of ahead of them, like exactly ahead of them on the depth chart is is gone too. So uh, yeah. there's gonna be some developmental guys in the back court. It makes sense that they're gonna try to have a lot of experience in the front court. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, they're either gonna need a point, another point guard, or they're gonna need another really good three point shooter. Yeah. To fill the void. Um, all right, let's wrap up with summer league. Um, you head out to Vegas later this week. Um, the Heat play. We're recording uh, Wednesday afternoon. The Heat play game two in uh, Sacramento tonight. Um, game one on Monday. Uh, some very very impressive showings from, in particular, the last two guys the Heat drafted. I thought uh, Nikola Jovic obviously 
kind of like stole a lot of the headlines. And uh, but Jaime Jaquez also, you know, kind of proved to be exactly I think what I think Heat fan. I mean, not proved to be, but we saw that if he looks like that this year, that's like exactly what Heat fans like should be looking for, and what the Heat were looking for—a guy who's just ready to play. Sometimes rookies go to summer league and they struggle, but he just, you know, he looked like a one of the older guys out there because he he was. Do the Heat need Damian Lillard now that they have Jovich and yeah? That's true. Yeah, Jovich at point guard. <laughs> Maybe it was it was honestly like it is summer league, right? You take it with a grain of salt, but it's encouraging, right? That they look like two the two best players in the court in yeah. that game against the Lakers. I don't think it was even a conversation. Like they were the two best players in the court. Jovich was just you compare it to last summer league. When he, I think, had one big game, but pretty much other than that, like, mm-hmm. he was pretty quiet. Like, kind of looked, like, lost. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was 19. I mean, he's not much, he's only 20 now. But still, like, just one year under his belt, filling out, you know, filling into his, growing into his body, adding 20 pounds of, not just mu- I mean, muscle strength. Like, you saw it all in display. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot more in command of his body, a lot more in command of the game. The game looked like it slowed down for him. He was getting into the paint at will, kind of using that added weight. To absorb contact and finish over guys. He drew seven free throws in 27 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, just really impressive. Again, for a guy who's, I think, 6'11", now he grew an inch since last year. He's only 20 years old. His skill set is, like, I, I don't People, like, make the jokes about him and Nikola, in Jokic, and they're not the same player. But you see kind of, like, the skill set there of, like, just yeah. a passing, like, the way they even pass the ball. Like, it's kind of... <laughs> similar like the way they read the game um and just how and just the way they move like there are a little bit of similarities there um so yeah, I, to me he was the best player the best player on the court like Hawkins was really good but Jovic was probably the most yeah. encouraging just he, he his skill set if he can if he could continue this momentum in summer league and that's a big if because there's a long way to go a few three weeks left and he'll play some good competition he could be in the rotation. If he's still here after this. If know, he's still here, you know, trade. like we said, him playing well only helps because he's either yeah. boosting his trade value a little bit or he uh, could be part of the rotation, as we said. Yeah. And I like that um, as we uh, – a week or two ago, after Hawkeyes got drafted, I said I like the idea that Jovich was going to kind of get to be the ball handler in summer league and Hawkeyes because he's going to be in an off-ball role. He was playing um, off the ball a lot. The team, he was playing off the ball a lot and, you know, running the floor well. Like, he, that, that's what I liked about his game on um, on Monday was he was playing the game he's going to play for the Heat. Yeah. You know, he's playing more minutes, getting more touches. But, you know, just running the floor, getting the transition opportunities, yeah. uh, shooting the three, three or seven from three, obviously, yeah. I think very encouraging and – um, you know, sometimes a lot of times like the rookie who comes to summer league, the teams will just be like, all right, you get to kind of cook. Like we're going to see everything you can do. The heat clearly know that Hawkes is going to have a specific role and, um, you know, are kind of grooming him for it already in summer league. Yeah. I think the three of seven from three is probably the most yeah. impressive part of his summer league debut, just because there were so many, or there are so many questions about his three point shooting and, um, these came really, I think most of them came in spot up opportunities, which he didn't get much of at UCLA, and that was like the whole talk of like right. Two point shooting was, wasn't right. good. It was his sophomore, yeah. he was good when yeah. he was playing spot up roles. So, um, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely a good sign. Yeah, and he'll, I mean, if he could, if he could hit thirty seven percent of his threes as a rookie, he's gonna have a big role. Yeah, because he can do a lot, he can do a lot of stuff on the offensive end. He's obviously 
three point shooting is just is not it's not he's not like just a three point shooter, right? He's that's not the strength of his offensive game. He does a lot more. But if he could be a threat from deep, um, yeah, he's gonna be a weapon for them immediately. Um, I think we just need to talk about summer league dunks. Yeah. Because he'd had a lot of them. Um, what was the, there was a good one in another game. Uh, Trey Mann had like a ridiculous one. Um, I love how, I think it's everyone. Well, one, everyone's young, right? So they're all super athletic for the most part. Um, and everyone is like cr- trying to do crazy stuff. But um, the summer league dunk, I, I feel like is like an underappreciated part of the off season is just that people go to summer league and all of a sudden everyone is yamming on everyone. everyone. Can dunk. Yeah. Dacas is can get up. Like Hakas had two like yeah. chance. <laughs> Bouye had another one. Bouye had a great one. Yeah. 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 No, it was uh again, I, I, I know lateral quickness is a is a is a concern with Hakas, especially on the defensive end, but he can get up. Forty inch vert. You saw it immediately in summer league, like with those two dunks. Um he he can play above the rim, which again mm-hmm. is we kind of knew, but just to see it in that setting and immediately just to, you know, this confirmation and again another another layer of how he can help this team. Um, yeah. Especially you know more on the offensive, I think his defensive game will be a work in progress. Uh, but offensively, he has a skill set that is could be really useful for for Miami uh, as a rookie. Uh, last guy I want to mention just because I know you like him, Chase Adige. Is that how it's pronounced? Adige. Yeah. He Chase good. Adige. Right. Yeah, that's your guy. The, the question is, is can he continue? To, I mean, he's not going to shoot four of seven on threes all the time. But he was not a good three-point shooter in college. No. So if he, you know, I don't know if this is an outlier, um, but if he would have shot this one in college, he probably would have been a draft pick because he's a really good defensive player. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be the that'll be kind of the thing to monitor with him is does he stay, you know, at a good rate uh, from three during summer? If he does, he might earn that last two-way contract from the Heat. I know he's another guard, right? But to have three guards on two ways, but like we said, they need guards. They need guards. Um, and he yeah. has a skill set that kind of just fits into the Heat quote unquote culture with his, you know, his, I think he's picking up guys up full court pretty much the entire game, which we know that's Eric Spoelstra loves to do. <laughs> Creating turnovers with that. He had two steals, created another one that he didn't get credit for the steal. He he had the four made threes. Um, yeah, just he was the undrafted guy that made the biggest impact mm-hmm. um, in game one. Also, Drew Peterson, too, I think. I had heard that in the first few practices, he was kind of one of the, stand, the standouts of, of those sessions, undrafted out of USC. Um, big shooter. Uh, he only shot one of three from three. And I'm sure he'll do better than that you know, moving forward. But he had four rebounds, four assists, two steals. thought his passing was interesting. Um, kind of, you could tell that he's, he's more to his game than just shooting threes. So he's another guy to watch. I know he didn't have a you know, big point total in his debut, but um, the fact they started him um, and you kind of saw other parts of his game, uh, another encouraging, another encouraging sign. Yeah. feels like those are the, probably the two, I mean, everyone yeah. else, pretty much everyone else in the rotation is on uh, already on a deal with the heat. So it feels like those are the two guys kind of duking it out for that last two way spot. Yeah. And then I, I know people are kind of want to see the, the kid from uh, Washington state, Justin Powell, another shooter. Right. Mm-hmm. He didn't play in that first game, so we'll see if he plays either tonight after you listen to when you listen to this yeah. podcast, or maybe in Vegas. But he's another intriguing name that I know yep. a lot of people have been wanting to see. All right, um, 
Anthony, you got to get going. Uh, so we will wrap things up here. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Um, you will be in Vegas and on Damian Lillard Watch full time. Uh, so check him out there. Uh, That's my new job. Of course, check uh, Miami Herald. Yeah. Uh, we will have all all the stories and reactions and all that kind of stuff to you if and when this Lillard trade happens. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um I'm also anxiously awaiting Damian Lillard resolution to happen and, and enjoying watching the Marlins these days. Uh, I mean, South Florida sports continues to yeah, still produce winners. Yeah, still a quiet yeah. time of year, but um, they're, they're at least – I was worried they were going to fall off a cliff as soon as the Heat and Panthers lost. Right. Like, they only got better. going to be terrible, yeah. and they've, all they've done is gotten better. So, um, yeah, check out MiamiHerald.com. Uh, still lots of sports going on. Uh, and sports coverage going on even in this quiet time of year. So uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.